we don't have any time left. Oh, nice. We got no time to <gasps> die because no guess die. what? This is the first of a new Film Snobs mini-sode that we're doing called Movies We Watched in the Theater go Together that just or? came out that needed a review so that you could maybe go watch it. <laughs> and guess yeah, what gonna, we watched? We're going to talk about we it. Watched, we watched. I think no spoilies. We didn't. We didn't. Okay. I was going to spoil it. Everyone calm down because we have no time to die. Mm. Because Daniel Craig... Maybe he has time to die. Daniel Craig said, you know what? I'm done with this whole James Bond thing. I gave 15 years of my life to this, and my body is hurting. I have wrinkles on my face that weren't there before. And guess what? Um, Kerry Fukunaga directed the best James Bond Daniel Craig movie. So I want to hear your guys' hot takes on why No Time to Die is the best Daniel Craig James Bond movie. Because your favorite? By far. Far and away. I'll give you my three reasons, but I'll let you guys go first. Oh, I'll go. I'll give you my three reasons. Reason number one. <laughs> Reason number one, and it's what I normally don't go to the movies for. It's the action. Movies I haven't done action well the last few years. The opening scene of No Time to Die, the opening chase in Italy, best car chase I've seen yeah, in five very years. Very good. And there's a moment on there where he holds on a long close-up of Daniel Craig. I can't say the situation, but it's just brilliant. Number yeah, two. That was really uh, good. There's also great action in Cuba and great action in uh, a bunch of ferns in Norway. Number two, the cinematography. Best-looking Bond film by far. We love you, Sam Mendes. We love you, Roger Deakins. But Fukunaga and Linus Sangren made the best-looking Bond film, and I think it's because they were willing to hold on shots longer. They had the color down really well, and it's just that glorious 65-millimeter IMAX camera. That was good. Number three, the heart. James Bond, normally some misogynistic womanizing. You don't really care about what happens to him. And this one, James Bond has a heart. And you know what? What happens to him and the people he loves matters. Mm. Everyone go see No Time. Well, that's what I appreciate about this Daniel Craig version of James Bond is it's, it's a lot more, he's a lot more flawed, a lot more character driven, a lot more growth throughout the series that I just, I think he's great. Um, I love how it starts and ends not on James Bond. It kind of starts and ends with his legacy a Bond in a way. girl finally yeah it's not about it feels like it's not really about like him all the time exactly and so I really appreciate that where they start and end the movie and there were other characters that I think to see James Bond like accept that he did depend on other people was really really good mm. like there's that scene with that other person <laughs> that I'm just like, oh, I just love that. They, they gave so much time to that. Again, the idea of holding it for a little bit longer than usual, I thought it worked really well. Um, so I loved that. Um, I, yeah, I thought I loved how it was filled with regret and loss. Like, even though he's come a long way, he was still his own worst enemy. And yeah there's just you just feel that sense of what could have been in some ways that i really like i think i thought the villains were good it yeah looked really good it wasn't overwhelmed with plot um yes. like other ones tend to be it wasn't too convoluted to there was enough plot to get the characters to where they needed to be so i appreciated that i thought like there was and last thing i'll say there was enough old elements of the classic you know globe hopping adventures but a lot of the newer kind of 
slowness of the characters and conversations and yeah because with Daniel Craig they tried to make James Bond more gritty and this one finally brought back the humor in a way that I felt like it hadn't had in a while where was where was that James Bond funny even though it was still gritty and real it was was funny again which I loved itself too seriously yeah when it combos those things it it helped its case yeah Carrie did a really good job this one was gritty or the other ones were gritty but this one was litty Oh, giddy. Wow. Can we play some crickets right who there? Was that? Who, that was was that? Who, who's, who's that talking here right now? No, I don't need to name myself. I don't need to name drop. That's Austin P. Johnson. It was my favorite Daniel Craig film. I loved the southern a- the accent. Um, just a star-studded <laughs> cast. A uh, wrong... Chris that's, Hemsworth That's, that's Knives it. Out, Oh, actually. that's Knives Out. My bad. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> Get out! That was great. Great bit, Austin. I <laughs> love the southern accent. Get out! Um, so, Jared, you took uh, two of my three, but I'll reiterate. Linus Sandgren. Move aside, cinematographers. You got some more competition coming in. This guy proved he can shoot an action movie. Re- previously, he did La La Land and First Man, but now that's not an action movie. La La Land's not an action movie. I said he hasn't shot an action movie. Oh, so this <laughs> you just threw off my groove. Beware the groove. Uh, but hey, you got no time. Time's running out. You got no time. To he die. shot an action movie for the first time now with no time to die. He proved he can do it. Mm. So many times in action movies, there's like quick cut, quick cuts quick. in the editing. Quick. But um, in this, he holds on a lot of those action sequences and makes it uh, you know, a longer take. And I really appreciate that. Linus Sandgren, you're great. Two to Jared's point, 65 millimeter. People shooting on film nowadays. I was telling Ethan earlier today. Um. Quantum Solace and Casino Royale were both shot on film, but that's kind of because they had to. They didn't have those digital cameras, but now film is being used in uh, for as like a creative choice, uh, and um, cinematographers and directors who know how to shoot with film can make some really, really pretty movies. And from the first scene in that cabin, I was like, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. It looked just so good. So yep. Austin said... It might not have been gritty, but it was Liddy. I'll say one more rhyme. It was pretty. Oh, mm. that was a pretty movie. Oh, pretty. And number three, Ana de Armas. Oh, yes. love her. She was great. She is perfect. She we was so more much fun. I, yeah, I wish there was more because she was just she was so delightful. much fun. Um, she did have her day, though. Like, in that scene, it was so good. Oh, yeah. That's she stole the show in those... In those She's scenes, it was it was segment. all Anna. I love the the reversal of James Bond. What you expect when she starts taking off his shirt because he needs to put on a suit and he thinks she's coming on to him and she's like, "Right, no, you just have to put on a tux. Right, I don't I want anything good. with you, old man." And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, let's go, Anna." He's also like, Turn yep, yeah, because he's shy. Um, speaking of this. Uh, action and cinematography i do want to say it was all almost all practical there's minimal cgi in this which right. also made it so look, many good yeah. stunts. which is why it looked so good I so think. many good really stunts good. in this movie no i liked um i won't reiterate anything you guys said i'll take a different road here i think i really really loved the arc of daniel craig if you know what daniel craig thinks about bond the character you know that his arc at making him a more human, more empathetic, more loving person. Oh, this movie just 
it captured it. It like took everything that it has been like leading to, to him, like just like, because like all the other bonds, they're following these novels and these novels are written in a certain time. And the problem is these movies are being made in the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, 20, 2000s, 2010s. It's like, but that culture per, Per, persists throughout all of that and it's just like there's like <laughs> the pierce brosnan bonds <laughs> oh man they're dated <laughs> and they are bad and in like not good ways and just like just over misogynistic oh like you know racist tones just bad puns like yeah. treating wi- how he treats women and daniel craig has come out publicly saying like i do not want to play bond anymore he is a terrible person well he's more like um he acknowledges that that's the person who bond is so he's like it's not so much that we have to change who he is as a character Can as much as as, as much as we have to repackage how we present the the poor things about him and whether we celebrate them in the movie or not right. like redemption though like this is like you can take a person who's bad and he can find out different things about himself he can change himself he can become better and like god like amidst everything going on in this movie there's also that like there, like underneath yeah. the skin yeah. all of that is still happening yeah. great action hilarious very beautiful yeah. Very complex. Somehow weaving Spectre, one of the worst bonds to come out since Quantum of Solace. I like Spectre. In my opinion. Um, and weaving that in and kind of redeeming even that story kind of like in a bit, like just kind of like, it was necessary. It was a necessary movie. Um, yeah, we just have this undercurrent of uh, Bond becoming a better man and redeeming himself and i just yeah. was like me personally that was some of my favorite stuff from this from this film i also so. really appreciate how they um were even like willing to incorporate new characters like pretty important characters oh yeah who were women oh yeah who were really allowed to shine as well mm-hmm. and were very formidable to to bond as a character not yes. villains but more just like opponents in the film mm-hmm. that, I, that I thought were um, <coughs> just really fun um, it was a good ensemble one more question before we wrap this up because it's a quickie yeah um, thoughts on Rami Malek as the villain because Bond has a history of great villains I like him a lot Mr. Robot damaged Mr. Robot yeah basically in my opinion I wish we got more of him there, I mm. felt like his story arc was pretty quick. We were focused on the other stuff that we didn't like the stuff that he was doing that we weren't really focused on him as the character. Maybe that's not the, what they wanted to do, but I wish we learned a little bit more about his character because um, it felt pretty rushed with Rami. I think- Sorry, Prince. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, th- I think there was a lot of I think there was a lot of speculation that he was actually going to become that he was actually going to be the villain Doctor No, and they were going to bring it full circle, like one hundred, like three hundred and sixty, just all the way back to the first. Because there was <laughs> there's so many theories about this, but people thought it was No, Time to Die. Ah, uh, 
Yeah. And so they were like, and, and, and there was, there was some, like, he kind of looked like Dr. No. There was like some like poison and like people falling into vats and stuff. A lot of that stuff happened in Dr. No, but there was also a lot of Her Majesty's Secret Service callbacks. Um, but ultimately I think, um, I think he did a really good job as a Bond villain. Like he was, he was what he was supposed to be. And he had a cat. Gotta have he a had cat. the cat. Wait, did he actually have a cat? I he didn't had a see cat. that. Yeah. Wait, what? When? Yeah. When? He totally had a cat. When did he have a cat? He had the cat whenever he was in the. Uh, oh, there was that. I feel like in the scene where he was holding the child. Right. There's also a cat. I'm not even joking. Okay. I kind of remember a cat, but I can't say for sure. Okay. Wow. We'll just, we'll skip and right. Billy Magnuson. I didn't, I didn't remember. No. All right, everyone. You Billy get Billy Magnuson. He was great. Oh, Billy Magnuson is hilarious. Oh, did we like did did we like uh, Billy Eilish's song? Oh yeah, I like um, Billy's song. It's fine. I don't think it's great, but it. it's not bad. Let's like record it, show. Austin was giving a thumbs I, up. I liked where it fit in the movie. That that title card was great. Yeah, that with, title with sequence the, was so with good. With the circles and like all those graphics were, they felt it felt different, but still but felt classic. classic. But, yeah. oh, so they, good. And they and they dropped the necessity to have uh, naked silhouetted women, which right. I thought was great. Well, I, yeah. to, my, they had to my, naked silhouetted to my men. comment about where it's in the movie, it's right after the. Well, I can't really say much. No, no, no. But yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're you're saying when they decided to do the song. In the movie Before the pre Yeah yeah With yeah. like Agreed Where Agreed. he's at yes. Emotionally Yes So that's what I appreciate About how they They used the song Really well Yes I agree It wasn't just This random music That was playing During the credits Yeah best title drop Or best title sequence Maybe mm. of any Bond movie I think Definitely of the Craig ones I'd have to watch them all But it was up there uh, Everyone you get Three sentences To tell everyone Why they should go See this movie Three sentences Three sentences I this movie was complete. This movie um, brought together all the action, comedy, and drama perfectly. Um, and you will not be disappointed with how you feel after this movie is over. Caleb's here. I'll give you three words. <gasps> IMAX. Fun. And Bond. Oh, Bond. Wow. I like it. <laughs> wait, wait. I want to redo. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Go ahead, Ethan. Um, it's got a lot of heart. It's a fantastic end to Daniel Gre- Craig's career as James Bond. And I'm probably going to rewatch it, so come with me and we can rewatch it. Oh, I like that. I had 100% Mine are James Bond finally goes to an island that a supervillain made like he does in a lot of the old ones because Daniel Craig needed that in one of his movies because he hadn't had that yet and this was his last one so he had to fit it in. That's one one run on sentence? Okay. (laughs) Okay, Paul the Apostle. Sentence number two is COVID is real. Cool. Sentence number three is there's no time to die. Womp womp womp. Oh, I got a final thought too. You get um, three sentences. Uh, hot take. Colin. I think Daniel Craig is coming back <laughs> for another movie. Wrong. All right, we're done. <laughs>
You still think it's Knives Out. <laughs> I think he's coming back. All right. <laughs> knives Out 2 on Netflix 2022. <laughs> they're also making a third. Go watch knives it. Knives Out Go 3 watch on no Netflix 2024. Before time runs out. Knives Out 3. No time to die. See you in IMAX. Go see it. Bye.